Heath and Jeremy Wells for breakfast. Weekdays at 6 and 24-7 on iHeartRadio. Cheers to ITM. You are a great New Zealander. And this is the award-winning Matt and Jerry Show. Available everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All the news, sport and great music you need for your morning. Right here on Hodaki with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Morning everyone, welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show for Tuesday the 4th of June 2019. It's nice to have you with us after the long weekend. My name's Jeremy Wells, this is Matt Heath. I hope you had a uh, fantastic weekend, long weekend for those that got to have a long weekend. Boy, I just uh, pretty much stayed up all night watching England, Pakistan. I'm loving this cricket World Cup. Fantastic performance by the Black Caps, of course. Absolutely smearing Sri Lanka. I mean, that was an that was a crime that they committed against Sri Lanka, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So what happened last night? Because England were playing Pakistan last night. Yeah. England was looking so good against the South Africans. Yeah, well, spoiler here. So close your ears if you're planning to watch eight hours of footage later in the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> England, uh, who had beaten Pakistan five times in a row in warm-up matches for the World Cup, um, got smashed around the field. Pakistan, 348. Terrible performance by... Um, by England in the field. Ben Stokes got absolutely smoked. 348. England lost some early wickets. Then Root, beautiful innings. Classic, noodly innings from Root. Got a century. Then Butler got, Butler got a century. And then everything went south. And they fell about 20 runs short. But, um, yeah, great game. But that's shocking for England, isn't it? I mean, 348 for eight, Pakistan. That's a, that's a big total. That's a big total. That's a big total. Where is it? Nottingham. Yeah, okay. Trent Bridge. Oh, I see fuckers a man got 36 off 40. Yeah, it's funny in the coverage because over there they've chosen to just call him fucker. <laughs> and he, there was a lot of ball going to fucker. And fucker was firing it in. Well, I, feel like, I feel like, I know, I know. But I feel like fucker's a man or, yeah, just fucker. <laughs> He's got a great name, one of the great names he's in international cricket. He's, he's one of the great names in international cricket. Muhammad Hafiz, I see, got 84. Yeah, they, they uh, Pakistan, man, you just never know with Pakistan. Yeah, They'll yeah. pull out one insane yeah. game. And they often do, they do this. They beat the person who will win the World Cup. Yeah, and then they'll, then they'll go to the toilet in their pants in front of <laughs> Afghanistan, probably coming up soon. But how good is the World Cup? Uh, it's good, isn't it? Just a ray of sunshine in June. Slightly challenging time of the day the games have been played for us. But there's pretty much a good game on every day. Mm. I like how that's happening. New it's just format. playing out. Yeah, that's Great so much format. better. Matt Heath, Jeremy Wells, The Hodaki Breakfast. Today-ish in history. And in 2018, the UN uh, General Assembly declared that uh, the 3rd of June, even though that was yesterday, uh, was International World Bicycle Day. Oh, did they? Yeah. Is, is, there, is there only one thing per day or is, is there multiple things on each day? Because didn't we have sandwich day the other day? They try to keep one thing per day, so <laughs> well, they can that, only get up to 365 right. so bike day, a year. It's not biking day, it's bike day, so it's focused at the actual bikes. Yeah, well, it, it actually recognises the uniqueness, the longevity, the versatility of the bike, which is, has been in use for two centuries, and that it's a simple, affordable, reliable, clean and environmentally fit Sustainable means of transportation. Yeah, but it's not sentient, so it can't celebrate itself, can it? I mean, the one billion or so bikes in the world can't, like, sort of get together and accept ribbons and do speeches, can they? No, but if they could, they'd be very happy with what the UN said about them there. I feel like my BMX became sentient once when I was riding down Ian McKinnon Drive um, to get a pie, and I bunny-hopped up onto a um, traffic island, and then my bike wasn't there. 
it, my bike was somewhere else and then I was on the ground and then knocked unconscious and in an ambulance I felt like my bike decided to go somewhere else go another direction and and I just went going so maybe that BMX I had many years ago was sentient but I don't know if any others were classic you blaming the bike Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells the Hodaki Breakfast stories making news in the news agenda this morning that we'll be covering Auckland's filthiest restaurants uh, reveal this is every year I love, I every love the year name, come name and shame of oh. the e, e graded restaurants it's so good was um, it last year when we tried to eat at every one of the E grade restaurants yeah it, was, it wasn't easy actually because they go if you get a D, you're allowed to keep operating. If you get an E, you've got to shut down. But it's actually quite disgusting to get a D. We, we kind of think we operate in this incredible st- high standard. But I was reading some of these ones that got E, they had visible cockroaches. So your inspector comes around and there's actually cockroaches running around in the kitchen. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, that's 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 not just a little bit of grime or some, um, you know, storage problems. You yeah, I mean, a lot of pest infestation. I'm looking at the reasons that they didn't get passed. Uh, critical risk cleaning pest infestation. Oh, that That's like the India Bar and Restaurant. In that Ellen's sounds like your average um, Hodaki, you know, um, Christmas party. Well, exactly. The Barb Korean Restaurant, uh, critical risk cleaning pest <laughs> infestation. Uh, the Dosa Plaza Metro City, uh, critical risk cleaning <laughs> pest infestation. Since awarded an A grade after dealing with the issues. Well, that's great to go from an E to an A. Yeah, you can go from E to an A very, very quickly. <laughs> Just got to get out of the mop, I guess. Yep. <laughs> And just spray around. I mean, that's the thing. Like, is it worse? Is a cockroach worse? Or is actually spraying around some raid? Like, just just raid. You just got to raid the crap out of your yeah, kitchen. Yeah, what are you saying? Like, a little bit of dust on a uh, cockroach's feet or just a full chemical warfare? Yeah, in totally. Your food? Which would you rather, which would you rather <laughs> have raid all through your masala or would you rather have a sort of a cockroach just scream over the top of it? That's a good question. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also. This morning, cruise ship ploughs into tourist boat in Venice. Wow, the footage of this. Have you seen this footage? It's so relentless. I mean, this isn't. This is why it was a bad um, plot for Speed 2, the cruise ship, because it's a slow destruction. It's You know, and you can imagine being on the bridge, being the captain. Apparently, it was, it was no fault of the, the captains. It was, a, um, it was a malfunction. But you have to make those decisions so far in advance with a cruise ship, and so it just keeps coming and coming and coming. You've got that little river cruise ship uh, that just gets... <laughs> ploughed into. And one of the most interesting things I think about the story is that the five people that were injured were between 67 and, and 75, and they're Australian as, and Australian as, Australians? Australians and New Zealanders. So imagine a couple, bunch of baby boomers trying to get off a river cruise boat at pace as a, as a cruise ship comes at them. Well, you'd be looking at it thinking, that's going to stop at some stage, surely it's seen us. And then it just keeps going and going. And they're very hard to turn around those things once they start moving. <laughs> So hard to stop. So much momentum. Also this morning, uh, making news, Apple announces plans to shut down the iconic platform iTunes. Ah! It's a bit of a dinosaur, isn't it, really? Yeah, she is nowadays. Also, uh, in One Roof, uh, get the latest suburb valuations at oneroof.co.nz or download the app today. See how much your suburb's gone down in the last wee while. It's <laughs> always good. Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells for breakfast. Weekdays at 6 and 24-7 on iHeartRadio. Cheers to ITM. The agenda. This is the f- news. In the news agenda this morning, Auckland's filthiest restaurants revealed. The cruise ship ploughs into tourist boat in Venice. Great footage. Look that up if you haven't seen it. Apple announces plans to shut down the iconic platform iTunes. And on the One Roof property report, I get the latest suburb valuations at oneroof.co.nz or download the app. Uh, let's name and shame some filthy restaurants. Oh, good. Who doesn't love naming and shaming filthy restaurants? Cockroach-ridden floors, 
Critical cleaning risk and pest infestations. These are all some of the filthy finds at Auckland eateries this year. At the Hauraki Christmas party, massive (laughs) pest infestation last year. Auckland council officers have identified 18 food joints marked as needing improvements because of poor handling and practices. Pest control issues and unsatisfactory cleaning. Uh, Inspections between March and May... Uh, during that time, officials gave seven places around the city an E-grade, which deemed them to be at critical risk, and uh, made them close until the issues were fixed. Should we go through the, the role of the call of shame? Let's shame some. Love to hear from you if you've dined at any of these, uh, uh, these establishments. 3483 0800 Hodaki. Indian Cuisine, Glen Eden. Uh, apparently restricted water supply. Okay, anyone eating there? A bit disappointing why they got shut down. A restricted uh, water supply. Yeah, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. yeah, that's not much. You want a pest infestation is what you're after. The Cafe Helensville, uh, critical risk, defective drainage. Ugh. I feel like if your cafe is called the cafe, then you're not ticking all the big boxes. Like, even not coming up with the names, a, a bit of a red flag for me. Sui Yan, Mount Albert, critical risk cleaning. Yeah, you've got to clean your kitchen. Dosa Plaza, Metro City, pest infestation. Where's Metro City? I don't know, actually. Where is me? That sounds, sounds like it's overseas somewhere. <laughs> uh, Barb Korean, pest infestation. Dosa Plaza, Mount Roskill, critical risk cleaning. And India Bar and Restaurant in Ellerslie, pest infestation. Oh, I'm disappointed I haven't eaten any of those. I think they need to be more specific about their pest infestation. I mean, are we talking roaches? Are we talking rats? Are we talking mice? Hey, how does it work, though? So is it A for awful, B for bad, C for, um, I don't know, D for D for delicious, E for excellent? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, is that the way it works? Uh, yes, something like that. So, so we should be trying it. We need to so eat again see, from these E-grade places. So if you see a D, that, that actually is delicious. Should we do another one? This is what we did last year. Remember, we ate we ate every every E-grade that we possibly could. We need to start that up again this, this year, surely. Because remember last morning? year we were reading out some of these names and people were ringing up and they were really standing up for the E-grade restaurants. They were going, I eat there every day and it's pretty good. And I haven't had dysentery for weeks. Yeah, I'd like to hear from anybody, actually. 0800 Hardaki, if you've eaten at any of those E-grade. I just want to hear your review. <laughs> hear about your experience. Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. The Hardaki Breakfast. So we're just going through those restaurants in Gazal Indian Cuisine in Glen Eden. The Cafe Helensville. Sui Yuan in Mount Albert, Dosa Plaza Metro City, Barb Korean Restaurant, uh, Dosa Plaza Mount Roskill. Oh, that's the second Dosa Plaza. <laughs> Dosa, Dosa Plaza is not doing so well. Uh, and India Bar and Restaurant in Ellerslie. Yeah, so they've all got e-food ratings, but we'd love to hear from you if you've dined there. We just want to get those reviews. I know it's a long shot that someone that's dined there will be listening, but 0800 Hodaki, 0800 425 recognise any of those restaurants. I'd love a review. Because the way it works, um, I mean, they don't have these e- e- these grades everywhere in New Zealand, do they? But this is a way that they do it in Auckland. The city council, the council do it. But yeah, e- A, B, C, D, E, and E means that you've got to shut down and, uh, and clean it up and then have another inspection. Rachel, have you dined at any of these uh, establishments? Nope. Rachel's, nope, she's gone. Rachel has Rachel's gone. Rachel's gone. Hey, it's Cyber Bully Tuesday today. We're asking you to uh, send us in your best bullies because uh, people can't bully anywhere else anymore. Yeah, so we're, we're giving you an opportunity to bully us to get the bullying out of your system so you don't do it at work and lose 
your job. Best bully of the morning wins the Cyber Bully prize pack, which is a secret sack. Uh, while at the Wacker, I saw Blair Pocock hitting massive sixes all <laughs> over the ground. On closer inspection, it all became clear Matt and Jeremy were the bowlers. That's from Clayton. You fellows at the Destiny Church Morning Radio. Cheers, Dave the Brickie. Did you see Destiny Church came out uh, on the weekend and said they love gays now? Yeah, they do. They love, love gays. They, they love gays. They yeah. love gays. It's funny the people that aren't accepting that. There was a bunch of people saying, no, it's not good enough. They can't be forgiven. It's like, surely if people change, then you've got to accept them on their face value. And isn't that a great win? You know, I'm really coming around on the, on Destiny. After going to out to Destiny uh, City of God the other day and watching Bishop Brian and uh, the lovely Hana Tamaki uh, do that press conference, I, I was, I was, I've come around. I've come around. I think they, he, he seemed quite vulnerable and quite kind in, in the flesh. You guys are the next generation's boomers. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Well, we are. It's true. Uh, the MSC Opera cruise ship has now fired Matt and Jeremy as the navigation officers. <laughs> I'd rather let Matt nibble on my downstairs like it's a piece of grisly fat than oh. listen to YouTube punishes for another minute. See, Matt loves to nibble away on fat and then the juices flow down the sides of his mouth. Dan, uh, welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show. I believe you've eaten that gazelle in Glen Eden. Morning, gents. Yes, I have. Uh, your review of it? It's an E-rated restaurant now. It's been closed for a while due to hygiene issues. Oh, I think it was a uh, water restriction. Yeah, it was hard to get the glass refilled, but the food was all right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so that just was just taking wa- your own water. That was just a water restriction. I mean, yeah. that's not too bad, is it? Nothing wrong with it at all. Many times eaten there. Oh, have it? Okay, cool. There's a, there's a strong review. Which one was that again? The Gazelle. The Gazelle. Gazelle and Glen, Glen, Glen Eden. Yeah, give it a go and when it opens again, it gets up to at least a... A C. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Dan. Big weekend for boxing, Matt. Boxing fans. Uh, change of heavyweight, heavyweight titles. A real upset. Anthony Joshua getting beaten by Ruiz. And uh, let's have a listen to the audio. I think Anthony Joshua threw one punch, and that was at the very end. Oh, that hook. Almost landing in the right hand. That is so good. It's... He eyebrows. He better throw his hands. The champ is in trouble. Look for an overhand right here, Brian. Joshua with the hard jab. Trying to answer, but he's taking He's down again. Wow. Joshua looks gassed. Four, Mouthpiece came flying five, out of his mouth. Six. He's been down four times. Hey, turn around. You can't. Joshua turning to his corner. Joshua looks so tired. I think he wants out. How great, how great for a fatty to take down the sculpted body of Joshua. Because you always look at Joshua and go, God, he's got a good body, but is he spending time on the sculpting? Are all those muscles useful? But Ruiz is just a fat little bastard. Remember when he uh, fought Joseph Parker and there was a lot of controversy, you know, a lot of people saw that fight and thought Parker lost that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ruiz, boy, oh boy, fatty bombatty, bringing her home. Oh, I love a fatty, love a fatty in the boxing. I hope it brings around a whole sort of new era of fatty bombalatties, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a fatty bombalatty and I like to feel like I could take you down in a fight, you know? You know, you're doing a lot of gym work, but you're slow. I'll be dancing, I'll be weaving. <laughs> I'm dancing, I'm weaving. You think I'm here, I'm over here. You think I'm here, I'm over here. <laughs> And then Jack, they're looking in Jack, the mirror. 
<laughs> Matt Heath, Jeremy Wells, the Hodaki Breakfast. That's the thing with fights, isn't it? At, at any point, it doesn't matter who you are, when you get to those, you know, the heavyweights, it's just one punch to the head. Like, you're just flesh and bone. Um, so you, you can be taken down. It doesn't matter how much time you spend in the gym, you can be taken down. Um, I nearly got into a fight in the weekend, actually. It was the first fight I've nearly got into in a long time. What? I nearly got into a fight. What? I was, I was riding out. It didn't, it didn't get to blows, but I was, I, I, was, I was with the kids and I was... Um, which was <laughs> Good start. <laughs> so I, was, I nearly got into a fight in the weekend. I was with the kids and... Um... <laughs> so I was, I was riding my bike out to... Me and the kids went for a bike ride out to Mission Bay. You know, along Tamaki Drive. Brian Tamaki Drive. Yes. Um, and and there's this kind of situation with these tight bike lanes where on the left is the walking mm-hmm. and on the right is the bikes. Yes. But it's not really marked that much. So I thought it was sort of a free-for-all. And when it's a free-for-all, I was like, well, you go on the left, right? Um, and so I'm riding on the left, and then and then this jogger comes up to me, this dude, and he just stops in front of the bike, and I stop in the front of the bi- in front of him, and I go... Well, did you not see him come? Was he coming in your lane? So he's well, in your I was just lane. Coming, he was in my lane, and we came around a corner sort yeah. of thing, okay. around a tree. Yep. And then he stopped, and I said, oh, which way do you go? And he goes, I go straight ahead. And I thought, okay, you're being an asshole here. And I said, how about I'm on the left and you're on the right, so you go around me. And he goes, I didn't say anything. And I said, well, you just can stand there. And he goes, didn't say anything. How old was this guy? He's probably in his early 40s. Okay. And so he just stood there. And I was like, so I said, are you staunching me out here? And he went, didn't say anything. And then he looked like he wanted to hit me. And then he went round. And then um, and then I saw the sign and it was me that was in the wrong lane. <laughs> right. Oh, so good. basically, in his eyes, I'd been the asshole because I'd just come down his lane and just stopped in front of him and refused to move. Yeah, right. Well, you, you kind of had been the asshole in that situation when you look at when you look back at it. But what but my I intent, know, my, intent, my intention was to be completely nice. I was like, gonna, I just wanted to know which way is going to go, so we didn't get into the because it was a tight area. We yeah, because you're on the, the bike and you thought that if I actually uh, choose to go way, one way, then I'll take him out. Yeah, that's right, and I'll go back and forth, and we'll go back and forth. So all I was asking is which way. But in his mind, I was saying I'm not moving. And I was in his lane, so I can see his point of view. Yeah, I think in that situation, it's whoever's got the most velocity. So you know, <laughs> if you've got the if you've got the larger, you're on a bike, right? So you're heavier, yeah. And you're going forward. In that situation, it's much easier to change direction as a as a runner. You can just kind of yeah. do a bit of a step around. But I guess you've got to know that that person's going to yeah, remain and, going and, and, in that and, lane. And that this guy's defence, he's running, he's tired, and he's just going a straight line, and he's in the right. Thing, yeah, you know what I mean. So he doesn't know what he's doing. He probably does it every day. And and also the other thing is when he wasn't answering, and I was taking that as him staunching me out. This guy's running. He's probably out of breath. Right, but he he probably runs there every day, or, yeah, or yeah. you know runs all the time. So he knows that he's meant to. Yeah, do that. yeah. But you don't know that you're not meant to no, go in that lane. I didn't. So I was kind of the a hole, but I didn't mean to be. But I was glad it didn't turn to a fight because it would be embarrassing to get my ass kicked in front of the kids. Which I'm sure that guy could have made quite short work of me. He looked quite fit, and he had active wear on. I don't know, he's running. It's like he's already done 12 rounds. I had a massive hangover as well. The Hodaki Breakfast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. The agenda. This dancing? is the f- news. It was your hand dancing, was it? Hey, and the agenda this morning, Auckland's filthiest restaurants uh, revealed. Cruise ship plows into tourist boat in Venice. And uh, Apple announces plans to shut down the iconic platform iTunes. I love uh, that boat. Opera cruising into that river river boat. Right. Towering out of control, cruise ships rammed into a dock and a tourist river boat on a 
busy Venice Canal injuring a New Zealander. Uh, the Kiwi believed to be a woman was one of five people injured when the MSC Opera cruise ship rammed into the River Countess on the Guadalcanal Canal, a major thoroughfare that leads to St Mark's Square in northeastern uh, in the northeastern Italian city of Venice. Video show the crash uh, with the cruise ship apparently unable to halt its momentum, blaring its horn. Well, I've got that audio here. Here it is. Here it is, ploughing into the much smaller river boat there. It's not the captain's fault. It was a sort of technical issue. Imagine being on that bridge as your cruise ship is cruising into port. You see this little riverboat in front of you, there's nothing you can do. You can't slam on the brakes. There's not some. There's not no, no quick way to stop a cruise ship. You have to make those decisions well in advance. Uh, terrifying, and, he, and you know, and as terrifying as it was for the guy on the bridge, the people on the boat. It was interesting when I was looking at the age of the five people that were injured on the river cruise ship. Their, their age was between 67 and 72. Yeah. So you've got these boomers just trying to get off the boat as this cruise ship just ploughs into them. They'd have been terrified. Well, that's your age of a, of a boomer cruiser, isn't it? I yeah. mean, that's, you don't go on a cruise unless you're at least 65. No. If you really were into the oldies, if you loved an oldie, if yeah. you were into pesting around oldies, yeah. you'd just be cruising around yeah, all, some, all year, wouldn't you? You'd get some real action on there, eh? But interestingly, as exciting as that footage was, it wasn't a very exciting plot for a movie. Uh, speed 2, um, Cruise Control, <laughs> with um, Keanu Reeves refused to do it, didn't he? So it was Sandra Bullock and um, Tim Morrison were in it. We've got some audio from that, haven't we? I actually think no, it was... Haven't. I think Cruise Control was actually because they thought Cruise Control is just too good. Someone came up with Speed 2 and then Cruise Control, Cruise Ship, Cruise Liner. It was a name-based film. Yeah, and you right. don't want to have name based films are always a problem. Yeah, you don't it's like mix, snakes on a plane. You don't want to mix speed with cruise trips because everyone knows they don't go that fast. The Hodaki Breakfast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. In honour of the MSC Opera crashing into a river cruise ship in Venice, I've got some very, very interesting stuff I'd like to share with you, Jerry, and the class around um, cruise ships. What do you know about the MS Doni Opera um, <laughs> ship? Well, I don't know anything about that one, but um, look, I want to say. Do you want to know what the biggest cruise ship in the world is at the moment in 2019? <laughs> it's the Symphony of the Seas. It's 228,000 tons. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't mean... You know when people say that it's, like it's got some kind of load capacity of 48,000? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me because what's the next one? Well, just how heavy is your car? I don't know. Exactly. One ton? Do you drive a one ton Rodeo? Don't I don't you? drive a one ton. No. <laughs> I don't know. One ton Rodeo. But no. it's 228,000 one ton Rodeos. Yeah, well, it doesn't. I mean, it's big. Yeah. Okay, well, it's um, uh, 72 metres tall. Okay, well, that doesn't. Well, well, it's 120. How many uh, stories one, is that? 1,200 feet long. Yeah, see. It can carry 6,680 passengers with 2,200 crews. So that's nearly 9,000 okay. people on board. That's a number I can understand. How many boomers does? It, how many boomers <laughs> can it get into a dining hall facility? That's what I. That's the kind of figure I can. 2,000 at a time, it can rock those boomers through dinner. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's got massive plumbing to deal with that as well. Uh, it sports a 10-story water slide, like a 10-story water slide. On, on the ship out at sea. Ten storage area. Um, it well, who's around going the Car- down a wa- Caribbean. What's kind of boom is going down a water yeah, it slide? Hasn't, it hasn't been used yet. No. Um, <laughs> worst cruise ship disaster. Can you guess what it is? Yes. What is it's it? that one, the the one from... Yes. It's, it's the one in uh, the Mediterranean, the oh, Cordial, yeah. is that, is yeah, that humiliator. it? Humiliator. It's the Titanic. Oh. 1,500 dead. 
Oh, don't bring of the two thousand two hundred and eight people on board. That's a bit of a downer. Yeah, and it's um the the movie Titanic is now the third biggest movie of all time after being passed by Avengers Endgame recently. Most humili- humiliating cruise ship captain. The guy from the yeah, Cordia, the 2000 uh, captain of the Costa de Cordia, um, Francesco Scatino. Uh, he was showing off to a girl who he invited up uh, when he steered the ship too close to the an island. Well, ent- he was entertaining her. They'd had a few drinks. It was just off Italy. Uh, the ship cast- capsized after hitting a reef, killing 32 passengers. He jumped ship before anyone else, prompting a Coast Guard official to famously yell at him in vain, get the F back on board the ship, you're the captain. He didn't. He ran off. Then he blamed his crew for the uh, the uh, the uh, the crash, um, and he got dubbed the coward captain, and was sent to prison for sixteen years for gross negligence and manslaughter. Yeah, fair enough too. Actually. That's fair enough. What a humiliator that Francesco Scatino is. Well, the reason he was doing it, trying to show off to some chick that you've got up in the in the. Yeah. The bridge. He was like, "Do you want to see the lights? I can take you closer." She to was the probably lights. saying no. She probably went, no, not really. No, I want to go down on the slide. Yeah, and apparently he <laughs> said he, he had some excuse. He was dancing with her. He sort of danced over to the to get off on the lifeboat. Well, what do you think he was going to go down with, with the jury? No. I was dancing with her, Your Honour. I think he was going to get some action in the lifeboat. <laughs> well, he didn't get any action in the end, did he? Yeah, he's probably getting some action now. He's been in prison for about eight years. Uh, Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells, the Holdecky Breakfast. James McConey on Sport. Too easy, too easy. Sport. The America's Cup is New Zealand's Cup. And Sport. In defence, you've already been suspended for two minutes. Now you're ordered off. James McConey, how about your beloved Chiefs? How about them, Chiefs? Unbelievable. And I thought all was lost. We were, it was a point a minute down, 20 nil down. I was down in Taranaki. I was actually going to go and watch the, the game with the Barrett family. Ooh, flash. And then I, sorry, name drop. You'll have to pick that up uh, if you could, please. Just vacuum that up. <laughs> but, um, I, uh, but then I thought, no, I'll just stay at the pub and, and watch it. And it was going badly. I thought, oh, I'm glad I'm not with the Barretts because, you know, they, they love the Crusaders and the Hurricanes. And, you know, just being around genetically superior people is tough. And um, and then I ended up the greatest comeback and maybe one of the great victories in Chiefs history. And what's even better about that name drop is that you dropped their name and then you stayed at the pub and didn't even take the opportunity to go to this name <laughs> yeah. drop house. I and mean, that's no. very impressive. Yeah. They did call me a blimmin' Aucklander because I said, oh, the weather's a bit wild. They went, you're on the coast. It's coastal Taranaki. <laughs> the weather's always wild. <laughs> I just didn't back myself. I said, no, I'm, I'm you said I, can't, I, I can't get from the pub because the weather's too bad. I mean, yeah, the weather's you get, in a, you get in a car and you drive somewhere. What, did you have to tramp on foot? <laughs> no, no, there was a car. Yeah, I was fine. <laughs> I could have gone there, but no. I was happy where I was. And actually, I finished the night off with a bit of Baileys on ice. And to tell you what, it was just the <laughs> sweetest tasting Baileys ever. Just And See, you know, that's the cricket a problem. came on. You can sort of bask in the glory of the Chiefs and then just watch a bit of Cricket World Cup. Oh, how good is the Cricket weekend. World Cup? How good, though, was... Uh... I'm just going to stay at the pub and have some Baileys oh. and cream. Oh, <laughs> and the Taranaki. Too wild. You can't, can't buy Baileys in Taranaki. Do they even have it there? I don't think you <laughs> no, I had to go through a hole in the wall somewhere, like a glory hole to get it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. Um, how's uh, the chunky monkey uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, world heavyweight champ? Absolutely superb. I'm so amped for um, fat people, obviously, being a fat sportsman myself. He's an absolute role model and a hero. 
to me, and um, I, I sort of thought he just you know defying the odds as well in a sport where there's fitness is a big part of that. I mean, I was trying to compile a top five fat sportsmen of all time, and I went for top six because it's a rounded number; it feels right for the fatties. And I just had to take out sumo. Um, I had to take out American football or doing bombs because it's a big advantage being fat, but not really in boxing, you know? Um, Let's get one one spot out of the way where you're allowed to smoke while you play, and that is golf. So um, I'm thinking John Daly is is my top fatty from there. Uh, Two majors. um, And obviously lots of problems and just didn't care about the weight thing. And I think he wanted to use a golf cart recently, which would have been hilarious, like a boomer (laughs) just cruising around. Running people over during a tournament. <laughs> Tiger said, no, you're not. You're not using a golf cart. He said, I, I play with a broken leg. You can walk. Yeah. Um, rugby league. There is a guy called Fatty Vorton, obviously. Uh, Martin Bella was a great fatty uh, in the origin days. But I'm going with Sam Thiday, who's played the past three seasons, I think, with a really good sort of beer gut. And I just admire that because it's a, a tough sport. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you think that you'd actually lose that after a period of time of training and stuff at league. That is impressive. You're putting yeah. away a lot of beers to maintain a gut whilst also yeah. maintaining a professional league career. That's right. Uh, cricket, well, I mean, you've got obviously honourable mentions. Uh, Jindarana Tonga, uh, David Boone, who's got the drinking record from uh, Aussie to Heathrow. WG Grace, he kept on pulling his pants higher, didn't he, to, to hide that he was a massive fatty. And then, <laughs> Craig McMillan's ass, I think, is a whole separate category because we don't often get that where you sort of think top half, nothing, nothing to see here, and then pan <laughs> down. Holy wow, that's unbelievable! Yeah, well, cricket I'm lends itself, with... doesn't it? That's the thing. Cricket lends yeah. itself to a. I mean, Colin Cowdery. I don't know if you ever saw him. He former England captain. He was a big unit. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, I forgot about him, but I'm I'm going with Beefy Botham. Oh yeah, just simply, yeah. simply because. He did it all. He's an all-rounder, bowling quick, and still doing it while he packed on the pounds and was world-class <laughs> right to the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he didn't care. Vinnie Craig, get out of here. Um, and then obviously boxing. You've got Andy Ruiz, but George Foreman, though, came back at 45, won uh, the world heavyweight, heavy, heavyweight uh, title, uh, got the belt off Michael Mora, um, took that belt out a few notches, obviously. And then... Made some grills and toasted sandwich presses as he tried to lose weight. He became like a poster boy of like, hey, don't be like me. I'm going to make millions of dollars and, and lose a few pounds. Yeah, no, he's a great New Zealander. Also, just naming all of his children George. Oh, that's right. Quite did, impressive. Too. Hasn't he got like seven kids called George yeah, or something? That's smart. Yeah, that. <laughs> George, one, two, three. That's, they're all just called George. They don't even call George a second or anything. It's great they? when you're calling them to the dinner table. It's just George. <laughs> Get them all at once. It's smart. Thanks for your time then, this morning. Oh, sorry, James, you go. No, it's all right. I was going to say, with rugby, you've got Big Bill, seven, buddy, 165 oh, yeah. kgs. Um, but Owen Franks, two World Cups, and still, you know, cuddly, which I like. And then, finally, baseball, so many players, but you've got to go with Babe Ruth. They named a chocolate oh. bar after him. Yeah. Proper fatty. Um, he did hit a lot of home runs before black athletes were allowed to play, you know, so it's like, <laughs> good one, America. Um, stacked in his favour, but it was... He was fat during the Great Depression. I mean, how hard is that? That's amazing work from Babe Ruth. Thanks very much this morning, James McConey. Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells, the Horaki Breakfast. They're about to announce the winner of Cyberbully Monday, but first, just a couple of late, late arrivals.
that have to be included, that have to be considered. Okay, here we go. I'd rather get a lecture from a boomer about my generation ruining the world than listen to the rest of this show. That's disappointing. <laughs> uh, no to Matt and Jerry. No to war on our ears. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's, that's a in relation to the Trump placard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a placard right there. Uh, the captain of the Concordia crashed the ship on purpose because the radio was stuck on the Hodaki <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Interestingly, there's been none that Matt and Jerry were seen at uh, Gloria Vale's this morning. <laughs> Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells, the Hodaki Breakfast. All right, it is time to announce the winner of this morning's Cyber Bully Tuesday. And the winner of Cyber Bully Tuesday. I would rather let Matt nibble on my sack like it's a piece of grisly fat than listen to you two punishers for another minute. Why do I have to do that? I do like grisly pieces of fat, though. Well, it's just, we were talking earlier in the show, weren't we, about uh, I ate a lovely piece of meat over mm. the weekend, and it was, I looked at it on the plate, and it had fat on it, and immediately I just sort of you. Mm, um, I, like the fat. I saw that fat, I just sort of you. And the main reason was because the way that you eat fat and the way that it. Ch- you ch- and then mm. I've often seen just sort of mm. fat juice come down yeah. the side yeah, of your good, mouth while you're doing it. I love it. I've never seen someone just eat so much fat on a... Yeah. Well, one of the great things is the mother of my children has convinced my kids that fat's no good. So when we have, like, um, lamb chops or anything, I just get to eat all their fat. Yeah. I just cut the fat off and Blech. eat it. Or, like, I'm carrying it to the kitchen to... Uh, to clean the plates, and I just go in there. No, that's what I've seen. I've seen it. You, mm. you use your hands. It's just, mm. it's absolutely disgusting. Mm, it's hot. <laughs> it's probably cold by the time you eat it, to be honest. No, but it looks hot. So that congealed fat down the side of my mouth and my beard. People love it. People don't love it. <laughs> Nobody loves it. I'm pleased that you've convinced yourself that people love it, eh? That's good to have Cyber Bully Tuesday back, isn't it? Lovely. We're doing a service for the community. Matt Heath, Jeremy Wells, the Hodaki Breakfast. I'll just take this opportunity to have a real go at some of these people that were acknowledged over the weekend in the Queen's birthday honours. I don't There's think a couple we've got time for that, just don't have time. Really? No, we've got to finish the show. Really? Because there's one I really want to have a go at. Searching <laughs> for... Now, one that hasn't helped out anyone but himself across his career and certainly hasn't done any community work or helped his field. We've got no time to bring that up? No, we've got no no time, unfortunately. All right, right, then I'll let that go. We've we've run out. I'll let that one go through to the keeper. Make sure you're listening up for the ACC uh, special Cricket World Cup edition podcast. It's uh, where all good podcasts can be found. Just search up ACC Cricket World Cup podcast. Lots to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Huge weekend. I'm loving the Cricket World Cup. Oh, it's great. It's game every day. I know. It's so how good. it should have always been. Anyway, Sam, I'll let you go. Thanks. The Matt and Jerry Show. Cheers to ITM. It's-